welcome you guys to the Rough Draft Podcast, a totally unedited resource for women to come connect, get inspired, and find guidance as they write their own life story through a series of totally random health, wealth, and girly topics. A rough draft is the outlining and editing of a story. Rough drafts include one, not worrying too much about the length, two, following your outline, three, taking breaks, and four, welcoming feedback. Let's rough draft the shit out of life, shall we? exactly where I was standing in the staircase of my sorority looking out the window at Greek Row and I was watching the girls who were going out to the frat parties just so confident they looked so cute in their outfits and they were just prancing around super free spirit and just confident and that was something that I really admired and something that I never thought I was going to accomplish the word free spirit was something that I craved in my own life and in my own mind and I remember just watching and thinking like I will never have that I will never radiate confidence like that and my gosh you guys I am still a work in progress but I am now like I'm on my own podcast clearly I am talking live on video in front of hundreds of women. I'm mentoring a team of coaches that I have to train and be on live videos with. Like, what? The people I went to college with probably don't even recognize me. They're like, wow, Cody has come a long way. Because I used to be such a pessimist. I literally thought that I was a natural born pessimist. That I had no control over my mindset. I am the type of person who is in her head a lot, and so I have to be intentional about my thought process. It is really, really easy to be negative. It is really easy to be ne- to be negative, and that is why most people are. Most people are angry. Most people are sad. Most people are negative, and that's because being positive and happy, it actually takes work. And it takes intentional thoughts. It takes intentional development, intentional mental development. And that's something that either a lot of people aren't willing to work for or like me for the longest time, I just didn't know how to work for it. I didn't know that it was possible to work for a better mentality. So in college, I would walk with my head down, like literally stare at the ground on the way to class stare at my feet, super self-conscious about what everybody thought of me, wondering if my zipper was down, if my hair was sticking out, if I had food in my teeth. And of course, there are still moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have something on my face? Like, why are they looking at me funny? But in college, it was like a self-conscious thing. Like, I was so suffocated by my own thoughts that I would like project what I thought about myself onto other people. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're thinking this about me. Oh my gosh, like... If I like tripped over a crack, which I am very, I'm a klutz. So I trip a lot and now I just like own it. Like I laugh at myself. I just like the bricks here in St. Petersburg on the sidewalk, they're all just jagged. And so walking the dogs, like I'm constantly tripping and I just laugh at myself now. But in college, that is something that like, oh my gosh, if I tripped over a crack and kind of just like stumbled a little bit, I would be so embarrassed for the rest of the day. 
So any experience, anything that happened in the sorority when I was there for a year, anything that happened in, you know, a relationship with a guy or a relationship with a friend, I always thought like, oh my gosh, everybody thinks this of me. And you know what? People probably did start thinking that way of me because I was projecting all of those feelings onto other people. And I just allowed myself to just get in my head in the wrong way for way too long. And so that's why college was likely the worst five years of my life because I was self-conscious, I was pessimistic, I complained about every group project, every bad grade, every everything. I was just super negative and I projected my feelings and emotions onto everybody else. And so I ended up just like secluding myself. I wouldn't go out. I would just focus on my studies. Um, I would binge watch Netflix and just kind of do my own thing. And I would take different paths to class each day. I'd sit by myself. And yeah, it was a phase in my life that I have grown out of and learned from. And I want to share with you guys today how I started handling my own shit essentially, and the steps that I kind of took to develop a positive mentality. And I continue to be intentional with that. So I am the type of person who is in my head a lot. I love to spend time alone. I love creating things. I love brainstorming. I love journaling. I just have such a creative mind that there's something going on at all times. Like there's never a moment where if you were to ask me, Cody, what are you thinking about? There's never a moment where it'd be like nothing. I was actually just enjoying the view. No, I'm thinking about something (laughs) and I'm probably like playing the movie out in my head, like in depth. And so when there's so much going on in my brain, like shit, sometimes I just wonder like, is there an off switch? Like, can I just switch this off for like a few hours? Like, can I airplane mode my mind, please? No, there's no off switch ever when it comes to what's going on in my brain. And so I have to be intentional about what I'm feeding my mind so that it can start cycling positivity instead of cycling backwards to negativity. Because again, positivity and happiness, it takes work. So who else is an overthinker? Who else thinks about all sides of the situation before making a decision or plays everything out in their mind like a movie. Like I think that we can play those things to our strength and really let them drive us and help us visualize our future and reach our goals. Or we can take those things and look at them as a negative and think, oh my gosh, she overthinks everything. She, you know, can never make a decision because she's so in her head all the time. She's you know, not carefree and she doesn't just let life happen. She's so stuck in her own head. Is that you or are you using those things as an advantage? So a few things started happening when I was making this shift. The shift started when I was introduced to this coaching opportunity and it was when I started putting myself in a room, essentially. I put myself in the room with the ambitious, positive, driven people in my life. 
I was taking myself out of the room with the negative people, with the pessimistic people, um, the people that said my goals were too far-fetched, the people who were also complaining about their life and how busy they were and, you know, having shitty days. I started removing myself from those people and surrounding myself with people who were already working on their mindset, were already having amazing days, chasing after their goals and seeing life from a different perspective. So they say that you become the people you spend the most time with. So consider, who are you spending the most time with and what is their outlook on life? So my shift happened when I started coaching because the coaching community is the most driven and ambitious group of women I've ever been a part of. Their morals and their values and just everything that they're working hard for is for the betterment of their community, their social media community, and their client community. But then they also have this other sense of like inner drive that like no matter what, they're going to accomplish their goals. No matter what, this is happening because they're going to work for it. And that is such a mental shift that I feel like so many women would benefit from. We limit ourselves. And I get emails upon emails upon emails every single day from women wanting to start this coaching opportunity, but completely limiting themselves saying like, Oh, you know, like I don't have a high follower follower following on Instagram or, Oh, like, I just don't know if I'd be capable of this or, you know, I just don't know if this opportunity would be for me because I don't post on social media. And it's like, well, all of those things, like I have training on first of all, to help you with, but second of all, those are just things that you're coming up with in your mind because you're afraid that you're not going to be capable of doing this. You're afraid that this opportunity is above and beyond you. And we start kind of limiting ourselves and holding ourselves back. Um, so that's just kind of one example these women have set in their mind that they are capable. They are. There's the stay-at-home dog mom life. Sorry about that. Unedited version of the podcast there. But point being, you get to decide. It's a choice. Are you going to work for your goals and your vision? Or are you going to limit yourself? And in my opinion, it all starts with your mindset. So community was that first initial piece that started shifting things for me. And then within this community, I realized like the, the reason why these people, the reason why these coaches are so ambitious and so um, driven towards their goals and just so confident in what they're doing is because of the mental development that they are doing every single day. So I talk about mental fitness and how it's, it's easy to do your workouts, but is it easy to actually get through the duration of the workout? Is it easy to actually tell yourself that you can and tell yourself that you're not going to quit and push yourself through that workout? That's likely the hardest part. And that's where it's all in your mentality. And so I realized that the main contributor to the drive that these coaches had was the 30 minutes to an hour of mental development that they were putting into their minds each day. So think about what you hear on a regular basis. Is the news on as background noise in your house? Because for me, that would cause me a lot of anxiety. When I nannied, um, the dad would have, I think it was like CNN 
or MSNBC on the TV when I got there and Addie would be sleeping still and so I would just kind of sit with my laptop and leave the TV on and like learn a little bit about politics and he would go to work and I would find that within 10 minutes of sitting there with the TV on I would have major anxiety (laughs) and it was like debilitating like I had to turn it off so the news is an absolute no for me the radio is also something that overwhelms me because there's so much happening in the world that it just impacts my energy just negatively and so consider what are you hearing each day are you hearing the radio are you hearing the news um are you are you listening to things that aren't going to contribute to a positive mindset and so what I do, what I started doing about six months into coaching, I was the person who was like, no, I don't need self-help. I stopped having to think about it as self-help. I put my pride in my back pocket and I was like, okay, like I'll read this book. I like to talk about it as mental development. We are all growing. We are all becoming the best versions of ourselves every single day because we're working on our fitness, we're working on our mental health, and all of those things work on our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And so in doing that, we're developing our best selves and we're creating our best lives, at least in in my community and in my, my perspective, in my world of coaching, that is what we do each day. And so I stopped thinking of it as self-help because for some reason that made me feel funny to be like, yeah, I'm like listening to the self-help book. Like something about my pride didn't allow me to call it self-help. So mental development. I picked up the book, You Are a Badass. And that's the first one that I, I started making the shifts. And I was like, whoa. The very first one I read was hashtag girl boss. And then I listened to the energy bus but You Are a Badass is the one that, like, I look back and, like, that book changed my life. Like, that was the game changer for me is You Are a Badass. So I started realizing that I have control over my mentality, and I never thought I did. I thought that I was just a natural-born pessimist. I thought that this was just the way that I was, and now I can see that I have control if I'm anxious, and don't get me wrong, you guys, like I'm still in my head, I still get anxious, I still have negative thoughts, but when I do, I now know to be intentional about shifting that. When I feel anxious, I know to take a breath, I know to say a prayer, I know to maybe write down why I'm feeling anxious and know that I choose love over fear. Like I have my mantras, I have my methods of overcoming the angst, of overcoming the negativity. And that is 100% because of the books that I've been reading, of the development that I do within myself. It is work. It takes work just like everything else. Just like your fitness, you're not going to lose 50 pounds just thinking about losing 50 pounds. You actually have to do the work to lose 50 pounds. You actually have to do the work to have a positive, happy, ambitious mindset. So in the highlights of my Instagram, if you go to my page, there's all of those highlights that I can save from my stories. And I have put in there all of my favorite personal development, mental development, books and podcasts and resources for you. 
So if you find that you were me or you are me a few years ago, say you're just constantly stuck in your own head, you have bad days all the time, you have a flat tire or you spill your coffee and you're like, well, shit, the whole rest of the day is just going to be a shit day and I am just down on my luck and this bad thing's going to happen and this bad thing did happen and I just suck. If you are like constantly in the negative mindset, then guess what's going to come your way? straight negativity. They always say like when something bad happens and bad things follow, they're like, oh, it's like just comes in threes or when it rains, it pours. But if you start looking at things from an alternative perspective and say like, oh yeah, like, well, crap, I spilled my coffee all over me, but I am at the point now with my mental development that I laugh. I'm like, I just spilled my coffee. There was one moment where I spilled the entire tub of coffee grounds, like flat on the countertop and I laughed and I recorded myself trying to scoop all of the coffee grounds up and like salvage them and that was like that's the the difference two years ago Cody I would have been so annoyed I would have gone to school in a huff and just had a shit rest of my day but now like I learn how to change the fucking tire I handle my shit and I turn it into a positive like I just tripped on the sidewalk and embarrassed myself in front of all of these people. You know what? I'm going to have a funny story to call and tell my best friend later, and I'm going to make her laugh. So if you find that you are having shit days, you are pessimistic, and you just can't catch a break, then let's work on your mental development. Another topic that I kind of wanted to go over, and it's the same realm. It's just about making excuses. And as an online health and fitness coach, as somebody who mentors a lot of women in growing their own business, I hear a lot of excuses. And so for myself, I have really had to develop patience. And that's something that I was negative, impatient, like stuck in my own head, like, well, glad that I've come a long way, you guys. I'm still working on my patience, but I would say that I'm probably a lot better to be around at this point in my life. But I hear a lot of excuses from young women who are giving me reasons why they are limited in life. And it's kind of heart-wrenching because it's almost like I'm going back and forth trying to convince somebody that they are worthy or capable or um, their excuses are inaccurate. And it's it's a constant daily battle. So consider... Are you using things in your life as excuses or reasons? For instance, this is what I get all the time and it irks me to no end. College. Broke college girls. Broke college students in general. I hear this phrase. I am a broke college student. I can't do that. Okay, in my perspective, college is that time frame where you should be experiencing all of the things. It is your time to dabble. It's your time to explore and figure out where your passions are in life and what you're meant to do. So when I hear college students limiting themselves because they're broke, I'm like, oh no, like where, what do you think is going to happen after you graduate? You're still going to be broke. You're still going to be looking for a job and you're going to have student loans. Like that might sound a little bit negative, but my point being (laughs) experiencing things 
is what life is all about, especially as a young college student. So use I'm a broke college student as a reason, not as an excuse. For instance, when I was in college, you guys, I was broke as a joke. I was broke, broken, insecure, like I didn't have a whole lot going for me, let's just say that. But what I did do is I took every opportunity that came to me. So although I was broke, working three part-time jobs, totaling over 40-hour weeks, going to school full-time, like group projects, I studied for the GRE three times because I'm awful at math. Took a sip of water, unedited version of the podcast. (laughs) But I went to... Africa when I was in college. I fundraised my way there. I went to Africa for a month. I went to Nicaragua and traveled around Nicaragua for two weeks at health posts and volunteering at community health and development organizations. And I earned my way there through fundraising and through my part-time jobs. I went to New York um, partly on scholarship for working my ass off in school and partly fundraising and partly from, again, my part-time jobs. And then I was studying, or I was studying, I was traveling from Texas to Washington to Idaho, um, visiting family. And so I took every opportunity that came my way when it came to travel, because travel is one of my major passions, and I ran with it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a broke college student, but you know what? I'm going to make this happen, because these experiences that are being presented to me are going to be life-changing. Like, these are going to be pivotal things. So using finances as a reason to limit you, like there's always a solution. There's always a way to manifest that money and that income in your life. For instance, with my Crohn's disease and figuring out that um, correctional chiropractic could be something that is a huge solution for my health, I am like 1000% going to go through with the treatment, I guess you would call it. I'm 100% going through with the treatment, but it's going to cost me $2,700, that of which I definitely do not have after picking up my life and moving it to Florida and living by myself and having my cost of living triple. I don't have that, but I left that appointment knowing that this opportunity would not fall in my lap if it was not meant to be, and I will figure out a way to earn, manifest, make, create, find that money because this experience is going to serve me. It's going to serve my life and I'm not going to let money be a detriment to my life. I'm not going to use it as an excuse. So don't use, I'm a broke college student as an excuse. Girlfriend, you're a broke college student and so that should be your reason to go and experience all the things Take advantage of being a broke college student. Take advantage of this phase in your life because you know what? After you graduate, you're thrown into the big bad world and you can no longer say, I'm a broke college student. You are a broke adult and you need to get a job. So take advantage of the phase that you're in and start using it as a reason. Something else I hear a lot is I'm busy and people use it like it's a good thing. I'm not jealous of you being busy. I was busy during a phase of my life. And that was when I was a senior in college. I was broke, broken, and insecure. I was working three jobs, school, GRE, like all the things. And I took on coaching. 
I took on building a business during the absolute busiest, most transitional time in my life where my mental state was not there. I was un- unstable emotionally. Um, it was just not a great time in my life, but guess what? I took on coaching and because I took on that experience, I have become the woman that I am and I've transformed, but I used being busy in that moment as a reason to work and be busy and have all these priorities so that I could be where I am now, going to the beach in the middle of the afternoon, staying at the dog park until 10 o'clock. So take the word busy and decide, like, what does it mean to me right now being so busy? Like, am I busy for a good reason? Am I busy because I am studying my ass off in nursing? Um, Am I busy because I am creating this future for myself where I won't have to be this busy later on? Or am I busy because I actually enjoy being this busy and all the things that I'm busy with are good things, are things that make me happy. The things that I love to do in life are making me really super busy. Or... Are you using busy like it's a bad thing? Are you saying, I'm so busy, I have all these priorities, I have work, I have family, I have relationships, I have class, I have homework, I have exams. Like, are you busy with shit? And if you are, figure out how you can make things fall off your plate and rearrange your priority list so when you use the word busy, it's actually a good thing. Because nobody, I mean, I don't want to be busy I'm not jealous of you being busy. And so when you use that word, come to terms about what it means for you and start using it as a reason instead of an excuse. And that's the same thing with saying, I don't have enough time. So that's like the same thing as saying, I'm busy, saying, I don't have enough time for this. I hear this more times when people are saying that they don't have enough time to work out. They don't have enough time to eat healthy. They don't have enough time to work on their mental development. And in my opinion, if you don't work on your own health, then everything else that you're dedicating time to falls off. You can't be your best self. You can't show up for those things if you don't have your health. If you're laying in bed sick or if you end up in the hospital or if you know you throw out your back or your stress levels and anxiety are through the roof because you're not focusing on yourself, then those other priorities, your kids, your family, your career, everything that is making you so busy, those things won't get done. You won't perform well within those things. So I always tell my clients it's 30 minutes, 30 minutes in your day focusing on you, 30 minutes in your day working out. And then the mental development, you can do that while you're showering, while you're folding laundry, while you're driving, um, commuting to work, whatever it is. When you have time where you're just sitting with yourself, plug in Audible, listen to YouTube, listen to a podcast, fuel your mind with positivity, work on you. So consider the next time you say, I don't have enough time Is it that you don't have enough time to do what you're saying you don't have enough time to do? Or do you just not want to make that thing a priority? And if that's the case, that's totally fine. But don't use lack of time as an excuse because we all have the same amount of time and we all have shit going on. But it's a matter of you handling your shit, rearranging your priority list, figuring out what busy means to you and 
not dumping it onto somebody else as an excuse. So in summary, because I have put my pride in my back pocket and (laughs) dove into these self-help books, again, look at my highlights on my Insta stories to find out recommendations. But because I have worked on my mental fitness, because I have worked on the thought process and the constant jibber-jabber that's going on in my head, I've really flipped that around and have taught myself how to live life in a positive perspective, how to start using my excuses as reasons, how to stop limiting myself and actually go after what I want with confidence and positivity and drive. And that's what I want to help you guys instill. But you have to be intentional about it. You can't keep making excuses. Um, You can't keep thinking that life is just out to get you and every day is going to be a shitty day. You're not a natural born pessimist. Life isn't out to get you. The universe does have your back, but you have to allow it space to do that. You have to get your mental space in the right place to actually live out that positive, healthy mentality. So check out those books that I posted in my highlights and let me know. I want to hear from you guys what book you're reading, what podcast you're listening to, what you're doing for your mental fitness and how you are going to start handling your shit.